Hello, and welcome to Consult the Oracle, a Percy Jackson-related advice podcast for the modern demigod in an attempt to give you the prophecy you need for the grand quest we call life. Welcome back to another episode. Trust me, it's going to be pretty good. I remembered to get enough sleep today so I have energy. It's also going to be good because y'all went ahead and sent a buttload of questions today, which I'm very thankful for. Remember, you can send emails to the show at consultmetheoracle at gmail.com or you can tweet the show on Twitter at consulttheoracle. I needed to choose between spelling the word the correctly or having the full word oracle in my handle, and I felt like I made the right choice. Before we start, I got a few follow-up emails from past questions, which is pretty surprising to be honest. Uh, let's see. You'll recall that in a previous episode we had Elmer, who was writing in about his mom forcing him to do salt gargles in an attempt to lessen the chance of Elmer getting sick with COVID-19. Elmer writes, Hey Oracle, thanks for reading my email. I wanted to send a follow-up to say that my mom got COVID-19-like symptoms, we are unable to get tested so we can't be sure, from a rally she went to in protest of the lockdown. The whole family is sick, but even in my weakened state, I did make sure to tell her, gargle some salt water, and she just felt silent in the feet. Hoping to recover so I'll be able to help in any way with antibodies or whatever it is the media is talking about from Elmer. Well, Elmer, um, feel better and tell your mom. I hope she feels better too. Hopefully it's just a really bad case of the flu. We also got a follow-up from Tony, who, if you remember, felt that his friends were ignoring him. He literally sent a reply to the original email saying, Never mind, my friends and I are talking. I realized that I was doing most of the ignoring because I was feeling sad. Thanks anyway. So, yeah, once again, my stellar advice has helped another soul. Now, this is an advice podcast after all, so let's get into the meat of things. Our first question comes from... Did you just crash the sun into my roof? Yes. Yes, I did. You know, why? How? You know what? Never mind. How you doing, Lord Apollo? (laughs) Totally tubular, dude. Out on the front lines helping you mortals with that booze virus. You mean COVID-19? That's what I said. Booze virus. (sighs) So, um... I assume you're here for... The best part of this train wreck you call a podcast, Apollo's Poetry Corner. <laughs> uh, great. Let's have it. What poem are you going to read for us today? Oh, well, from what I'm seeing, you mortals need some hope. And it was flying my son. Yeah, I know. The one you crashed into my roof. Yeah, yeah. As I was saying, I got this idea to read this poem by Emily Dickinson. It's called Hope, That Thing with the Feathers. <clears throat> Whoa. Is the thing with the feathers, dude, that perches in the soul, that sings the tune without words, that never stops at all. And the sweetest in the gale is heard, and sore must be the storm, that could abash the little bird, that kept so many warm. And I've heard it on the chillest land, and on the grooviest sea, yet never in extremity it asked a crumb out of me. Well, that was lovely, Lord Apollo, thank you. I think it's what a lot of people needed to hear. Of course, dude! Well, I got a blast. Someone's gotta drive this, son. Oh, hey, before you go, I have an email here asking if your voicemail from the last episode, uh, the hello, hello part at the beginning. Was that a Five Nights at Freddy's reference? Well, okay then. Okay, let's get to the first question. Why 
do I hear sirens? Oh, right! Because of the giant gaping fire hole in my ceiling. I'd like to issue a formal thing for the Olympus Apollo Task Force, dedicated to fixing up what Apollo messes up. Thanks for the roof and for putting out the fires. Now, we can finally get to our first question, which comes from Chucky. Chucky says, Oh, mighty oracle, I need your sage advice. Earlier today, my girlfriend and I were talking about why the Power Ranger villains would be so nice as to let each Power Ranger introduce themselves when they could have just rushed the Power Rangers and attacked them maybe even winning the fight. Do you have any idea why the villains patiently waited? Thanks for this cool podcast. I don't have cheese, but I am still Chucky. <laughs> well, Chucky, thank you for writing in and thank you for complimenting this absolute train wreck of a podcast. It's honestly quite simple why the Power Ranger villains would let the Power Rangers introduce themselves in such dramatic format. It's because they believe that after the Power Rangers were done, they would be able to introduce themselves in an equally dramatic format and were excited to get their turn. But unfortunately, the Power Rangers don't play fair and upon finishing their introductions would begin throwing punches. At least that's how I remember it. It's been a good decade or so since I've really cared about the Power Rangers. I feel like I'm saying Power Rangers too much. Let's go on to the next question. Uh, thank you for writing in, Chucky. This one comes from Bruce, who writes, Mighty Oracle, I want to know, what are some good podcasts to listen to? Thanks. I promise I'm not Batman. Bruce, that's exactly what you would say if you were Batman, but I digress. I don't think I'm the best person to ask about podcasts. I mainly listen to Percy Jackson podcasts, like Half-Blood Report, Floor 600, The Best Damn Camp Pod, The Demipod, and Radio Camp Half-Blood. Uh, but I also like to listen to some other podcasts. I'm really into advice podcasts, so I do like Dear Hank and John and My Brother, My Brother and Me. Those are pretty fun to listen to. I also listen to Harry Potter and the Sacred Text, which I think is a very nice way to look at the Harry Potter books from another angle. And I also listen to Office Ladies because I'm a big, big fan of The Office and hearing two of the cast members go over some of the trivia and facts about each episode is pretty cool. So, I mean, if any of those shows tickle your fancy, give them a listen. Thank you, Bruce. Next up, we have a question from Morty. He writes, Howdy, Mr. Oracle. I need some help. I got a splinter deep in the palm of my hand and it hurts to try and take out with tweezers. What do I do? Help me, it's quite painful. Thanks, Morty. Oh, this is a simple solution. Just put some Elmer's glue on your hand and wait like 20 minutes for it to harden. Then you just peel it off and the little splinter should come out too. Um, if it's still stuck or if it hurts to take out, maybe you should go see a doctor because that that's bad. Okay, thank you, Morty. Please don't lose your hand. Okay, we have another question here from Jeremy who asks, Hey Oracle, I need some advice. So I have a ticket to the MCR reunion tour for New York in September. As the day gets closer and more and more, it's seeming like the state is going to be locked down and that the concert is going to be canceled. How can I prepare myself for the depression that's sure to come when I inevitably see that the show is canceled? Hoping to go to the city to see a marching band, Jeremy. Well, I mean, MCR isn't really a marching band, but I like the reference. Uh, Jeremy, I'm in the same boat as you. I did get tickets with my best friend and we're super excited to go, hopefully, this September. I have two things to say about this. A... If the show isn't happening in September, it's not canceled, it'll be rescheduled. It's going to happen sometime next year or maybe the year after. They already had to cancel shows in Europe, and those shows are already rescheduled for the next year. So if it's not going to be in September, you just got to wait a year. And two, I know that it will suck to know you have to wait till next year probably, but you need to realize that all the lockdowns and the social distancing and the rescheduling is done with the health of society in mind, with the hope that the virus doesn't spread out like it did at the beginning of this year. It's all for the better, and that's something you can tell yourself when you're feeling bummed if you can't go in September. 
Jeremy, continue to rock on. We'll survive this together. We got another question from Rocco, who asks, A lot of the PGO fandom recently tried to get hashtag Disney adapt Percy Jackson trending, and it worked briefly. So hopefully that would give Disney a little more of a push to try and get the books adapted. My question is, if they adapt it, would you rather prefer live action or animated? And would you rather prefer movies or a series? Thanks. Thanks for the question, Rocco. I participated in that hashtag trend on both my Percy Jackson accounts, so it was nice to sort of be in the fight for this. Honestly, I think about this quite a lot and would definitely like it to be an animated series. There's just so much more you can get out of animation, and I think having like five, you know, 10, 15 episodes, I think having like five seasons, each of them 10, 15 episodes or whatever, would mean much, much more to me than five movies. I need this to happen. I've wanted a good Percy Jackson adaptation since I was 12. Granted, Fran, who is the host of the Best Damn Camp pod, recently on TikTok of all things, uh, said that she thinks the live action adaptation of Percy Jackson would gain a lot more traction in Hollywood, and that's why she thinks that how the Percy Jackson book should be adapted. Again, to each their own, I agree with that kind of, but I also still would love if it was an animated series. One could hope. Thanks for the question, Rocco. Um, listen, everyone, thank you so much for sending in questions. We got a few more this week than we usually do, and I'm just happy that the Percy Jackson fandom needs help, and that they trust me to give it, for whatever reason. Okay, Two more questions. We got one from Joey. He asks, Dearest Oracle, I need to ask you something. If you're the Oracle, how come you aren't getting all possessed and answering the questions in rhymes and with like a raspy voice or something? I like how things are, but that's how the Oracle acts in the books. And you say you are a Percy Jackson related advice podcast. So just something I thought I'd ask. You should check out my Rattata, Joey. Well, Joey, thank you for making me feel old with that youngster Joey reference. To anyone who is too young to get that, play all the Pokemon games, please and thank you. To answer that question, uh, okay, let's break the fourth wall for a second. I originally had a plan to do something like this, but then I thought it sounded dumb, and rhyming is surprisingly harder than it has any right to be. In the original myth, it's less about, here's a grand prophecy for your great quest. It was a lot more like local farmer Greek Jim going to the Oracle to be like, hey, what do you think I should do to grow my carrots this year? And the Oracle would be like, have you tried this thing called water? Which in itself isn't a good joke because the ancient Greeks were great farmers. Um, so yeah, that's why I don't do it. I might do it eventually someday when I can figure out how to properly augment my voice. But for now, it's just going to be me reading questions. Final question of the episode comes from Tina who asks, Mighty Oracle, I need your help with something. I need advice on how to tell my boyfriend that I want to be Big Spoon. Okay, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Tina, listen, I always say that in a relationship, it's about two things, mutual generosity and communication. So you just gotta say, hey, I wanna be big spoon sometime. And then you become the big spoon because here's a small fact about us men. We like being held. Even the toughest tough guy at the end of the day, he just wants to be held like a baby. It's great. So yeah, just communicate. Hope you enjoy being the big spoon from now on. Thank you for listening. If you liked the episode, please leave a review wherever you listen to podcasts. Our music is provided to us from epidemicsound.com. Our icon was drawn by the wonderful Xenogenesis. You can find them on Twitter at X-E-N-E-O-F-G-E-N-E-S-I-S. Zine of Genesis. Lord Apollo was played by my wonderful friend Wes. You can find him on Twitter and on twitch.tv at Wasabi Eyedrops. You can tweet the show on Twitter at Consult the Oracle. I had to choose between spelling the correctly or having the word Oracle fit in my Twitter handle. And honestly, was it even worth it? I also run a meme page for Percy Jackson Podcast at the damn meme page. At the damn meme page. If you want to chuckle during these trying times, you can also email the show at consultmetheoracle at gmail.com. Sends us questions or corrections or heck, even say hi. I'd love to read anything you send to me. Until the next time, heroes, may the gods look upon you in favor. Goodbye.